Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of OBP, the on-base podcast presented by 641 Media. I'm your man, George Grothier, here as always with 641 Media analyst Max Toscano. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not into crunchy Cheetos. I just don't think they're very good. I think the puffy ones are the good ones. On that note, let's talk baseball. It is September 25th, two years to the day. Since the uh, since the tragic passing of one of baseball's bright young stars, uh, Miami Marlins right-hander Jose Fernandez, really one of the game's brightest. Yeah, I mean it sucked. It sucked a lot because um, I mean he he would get it sucked a lot in a sense just beyond baseball because he was just a kid. He was a young guy. Um, he had a life ahead of him. He had a family. Um, and, you know, obviously, because I remember his mom, I'm pretty sure his mom was in the stands for his last ever start. Um, and what a start that was, right? Yeah, yeah, it was his best ever start. Eight scoreless, three hits, no, um, no walks or anything, and 12 strikeouts for his career best game score. Um, it was, he was great. It was a game score of 93? Yeah, 93. Okay. Um, We're looking at the stats right now. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he looked great. Um, and how how did he that that whole twenty sixteen twenty sixteen season? He was unreal. Well, he wasn't unreal. He was very very good. Unreal. Still, is, like as the ace of that staff. I mean, by default, but he was very good. He was. He had. He posted a two point eight six ERA. He was good. That's striking. not an. That's not an ace by default. That is an ace. Yeah, that's an ace. But I mean, yeah, that's an ace. Uh, I mean, your standards of an ace are skewed because Jacob Degrom is having an absolutely unreal season this year. But for all of us other non-Jacob Degrom team fans, yeah, I mean, we we consider two point eight six to be an ERA of an ace. Yeah, that is the ERA of, of an ace, uh, and he had the stuff of an ace, and he had the uh, he had the swagger and the cockiness of an ace. Yeah, I'll never forget his first career home run. Stood and watched it. And then, uh, and then Brian McCann got into it with him at the plate. But yeah, just on on the subject of Jose Fernandez, you think about Fernandez anchoring that rotation, an outfield of Marcelo Zuna, Christian Yelich, and Giancarlo Stanton, D. Gordon, J. T. Realmuto. What could have been with that Marlins team? I mean, you know, all they need to do at that point is add another starting pitcher in free agency. Arietta this year in free agency would have made sense. Um, maybe trade for somebody. Maybe trade for uh, Justin Verlander at the deadline last year uh, and rode into this season with that. Um, and, and look, that that's a World Series contender uh, if you beef up the bullpen a little bit as well, which is not super hard hey, to do. Kyle Baraclaw had a great first half this year. Yeah, but, I mean, he's not enough. You need a, you need a few arms. Um, but again, those are Brad Ziegler. Anybody? Brad Ziegler. Uh, they, I mean, they traded away Carter Caps and his extremely illegal delivery. Was not illegal. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, he it, wouldn't have been allowed to pitch. Okay. Well, yeah, it was illegal. Um, but the Marlins could have been, you know, an 100 win type team uh, had they had Fernandez to build around. I still think they shouldn't have broken up their outfield core. I still think they probably could have built something at some point. But uh, but the passing of Jose Fernandez made trading everybody a lot easier because you had they just had no pitching to speak of. Um, and 
as far as in a baseball sense, because the tr- passing of Jose Fernandez is, is terrible for so many other reasons. Um, but in a baseball sense, it, it, it completely derailed what the Marlins were trying to do. And the Marlins were on the verge of building something amazing. So uh, just as a baseball fan, that sucks. Uh, but the, I mean, the fact that he had a family um, and his mother had to bury a child is yeah, it's, unbelievable. It's bigger than baseball. It's terrible. I mean, in the fact that it was a boating accident, because boating accidents can be so scary, and so, you know, the injuries are, you know, pretty severe. It's just a mess. It was a mess. Yeah. So, uh, two years to the day, Jose Fernandez, um, one of the game's bright young stars, and uh, we'll, we'll never forget him. Yeah, I mean, he's a baseball misses him. And baseball will miss him. So, changing gears a little bit here. Um, I know we started on a little bit more of a somber note than we usually do. Um, let's talk about one of the feel-good stories in baseball today. The Mets activated your guy, David Wright. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe that actually happened. I thought he was just going to announce his retirement at some point. Well, uh, he did. And, well, he did, but I, I never thought he was going to ever be activated. Uh I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to believe he's you know standing and walking, let alone on an active roster. Uh, the amount of surgery and injuries had to his his back and upper and upper body and neck area is is just amazing. They basically just like reconstructed his entire body. Uh, so it's 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 a testament to David Wright, uh, the kind of guy he is, uh, the kind of baseball guy he is. He just he loves the game. Uh, and he, he he sacrificed so much to just be out there one final time in the orange and blue. Um, he always wanted his daughters to see him play, uh, so that was a driving force behind all this. But, I mean, he, he worked and worked and worked and worked and continued to tune out all the doubters, like myself and pretty much everybody else, and now he's going to take swings in the batter's box at City Field again. Um, so that's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, he's his number should be retired immediately. It won't be because um, I think they probably want to retire Keith Hernandez's number before his, uh, simply due to chronology. But I mean, you you don't you have no excuse to not retire Wright's number within a couple of years. Well, the Yankees retired Mariano Rivera's before Jorge Posada's, and Posada res- retired. Two years before Mo did. Well, I mean, Major League Baseball already retired, 42, so... Still, the Yankees did it separately. Well, yeah, but I was there. I watched it happen. Metallica performed. It was awesome. That is pretty cool. Uh, uh, except, I don't know why they were performing for Mariano Rivera and not Billy Wagner. Um, but, yeah, I, D- David Wright David Wright is probably the best Met of all time. And not Billy Wagner? Yeah, Billy Wagner was Enter Sandman guy. I'm not even going to get into that. It was more Ma- Mariano Rivera will forever be the Sandman. Actually, I think the Sandman from Spider-Man 3 will be the Sandman. Spider-Man 3 <clears throat> was just added to Netflix. Did you see that? I don't know. I thought it was terrible. I saw it after school one day and it ruined my week. The new uh, the new Venom movie looks pretty good, though. Tom Hardy. That's just such a cool, such a cool character. His name is Venom. That's enough. Yeah. All right, enough on uh, enough on 
pop culture. This is a baseball podcast. Um, I kid, of course. If if you guys are interested in hearing us talk more about pop cult, pop culture with baseball, definitely hit us up on Facebook, um, six four one media, or on Twitter at chip six four one at flowfficial six four one. Got rid of the underscore. Excellent. So it's just at flowfficial six four one. I take full credit for this. It is one hundred percent on Max for uh, for making me make that change. So uh, we talked Fernandez. We talked to David Wright. Another anniversary today. Derek Jeter's final game in pinstripes at Yankee Stadium with that walk-off single against the Orioles. Never forget how David Robertson blew a 5-2 lead in the ninth to set up Derek Jeter knocking in Antoine Richardson with that base hit to right field. All part of David Robertson's plan. David Robertson's master plan. The thing I remember most about that is that the Mets played the same night and Matt Harvey... uh, he, this was during the 2014 season, right? Yeah. yeah. Matt Harvey was recovering from Tommy John surgery, and he was at the game at Yankee Stadium, and the Mets were playing at home, so he should have been there. And everybody on Twitter, uh, everybody on Twitter was reacting to Derek Jeter's hit, and every Mets fan was crying about Matt Harvey being at Yankee Stadium. <sighs> another uh, another key person in the stands at that uh, at that Yankees game was Jimmy Fallon sitting directly behind home plate. And I'll never forget this. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube, look up the video for Derek Jeter's final hit at Yankee Stadium. Jimmy Fallon is having the time of his life sitting behind home plate. He's jumping up and down. He's clapping. He's having a grand old time. And then Jeter gets the base hit, and his arms just shoot up in the air. And then the camera cuts away to Nick Markakis fielding the ball and throwing it to the plate where Richardson would score. But I'll never forget watching... And this sounds ridiculous to say, but I'll never forget watching Jimmy Fallon in the stands at that game. Um, but yeah, when uh, on the night that uh, that one New York captain ended his Yankee Stadium career, it's only fitting that another New York captain makes his return to the big leagues. Yeah, uh, he's probably not going to hit or anything before his start um, on the 29th, 28th, no, 29th. Because Friday is the 28th. Um, but it's going to be great. I, I'm fully anticipating a Marlins pitcher grooving a fastball down the middle at like 85 miles an hour and him trying to rip it out. Because uh, although I, 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 I do question his ability to even swing the bat at this point. Do you think we'll see David Wright and Jose Reyes on the same side of the infield? That, won't that was announced, weekend? yeah. They, they are going to do that. Yeah, I don't really care. Jose Reyes is terrible. Uh, he's a bad guy, he's a terrible baseball player, and I don't think he should be remembered warmly. Um, but I get the, the the nostalgia factor because Mets fans never have anything good happen to them ever, and that was one thing that was really good at the time. Um, so it'll be nice to see Wright, Wright hit it at City Field again. Um, but, you know, I, I, I obviously would have loved to see him play into his 40s. I think if he had never had these career derailing injuries, he could have been a Hall of Famer because he was just terrific for the you know eight full seasons that he had. Um, so the, yeah, the eight nine full seasons that he had, he was out of this world good, perennial All Star. So um, it's yeah, it's 
it's it's rough to see this as the end. Because um, I thought I think we all saw the end coming a little bit later, and possibly with a ring. I mean, he played pretty well in the postseason that year, which I do find poetic, because he had been hurt almost all that year, came back for the stretch run uh, to win the NL East, and played in that postseason, and then basically fizzled out and never played again until... Because he played like a month the next year, but barely. So it's almost like that kind of came out of kind of nowhere. Um, just... Wright reappeared from the ashes to play in that and hit a home run in the World Series, which was amazing. I was there for that. Uh, my uncle blames the Mets World Series loss on him changing his song, his walk-up song from that Luke Bryan kick the dust up song back to the I got five on it song he's had his entire career. So uh, maybe not universally remembered warmly, but I think Mets fans are in for a real treat this weekend. I think we all really know it. Yeah, um, certainly great to see one of... I mean, David Wright was a New York establishment when I first got into baseball. Yeah. And so it's nice to see him sort of going into the sunset this way. And you see a lot of guys are calling it a career right now. Um, yeah, that's Victor, generally the Vic, case. Victor Martinez... Uh, announced over the weekend that he would be playing his final game this week. I just I don't really care. I don't think anybody really cares. I mean, Vimar was a good player, but he was he was he was fine. He was the Danny Etling of football of baseball players. He was fine. He wasn't amazing, uh, but he also wasn't bad. Yeah. Every LSU fan who listens to this podcast is gonna love it. Are there any LSU fans who listen to this podcast? Let us know. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. I mean, uh, we could always talk college baseball because I watch college baseball. Chip well. is always down to talk college sports with any LSU fans or UConn fans. Yeah. Um. So let's uh, let's change gears here. We uh, we said we were going to talk about awards. For the end of the year, or did we talk about awards we last week? We talked about awards last week. So let's talk uh, uh, playoff matchups, what we want to see. I mean, they're basically set, except for the wild card. Uh, I think the Dodgers are going to win the NL West. Rockies are only a game and a half out. Yeah, but I still today. think they're going to win uh, the NL West. And I think the Dodgers are a deadly dangerous team in the playoffs. I think they should be feared. Um, yeah, especially if they can get Kenley Jansen. Uh Consistent and and you know roaring along like they had like he has in the past. There is not a team in the league that they cannot beat in a best of seven or best of five series. Except for the Houston Astros last year. Well, now, and they could have won that series. I don't think the Dodgers could take the Astros, Red Sox, or Yankees this year. I think they could take anybody because I think they have the pitching. I think they have the lineup. So do the Yankees. The Yankees don't have the pitching, and I'm not. I, uh, so do I, the Red Sox, and so do the Astros. Yeah, well, I'm not saying they can't match up and they can't beat each other. What I'm saying is there's nobody that the that the Dodgers cannot beat. I don't think they're going to go into a series completely overmatched. I think they are an extremely talented baseball team who is better than their record. They are loaded with big bats. And they've got a couple of really high-end starting pitchers. So, 
let's uh, let's talk three NLCS matchups you would want to see this year. Oh, I based mean, on the seven or so teams that are still in it. I would love to see. Um, I would love to see Cubs Dodgers again. Uh, I that, for a third straight year. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, and I think they're the two best teams. Uh, Braves. Uh, Cubs would be interesting. Um, but I, I don't think the I don't I think the Braves are gonna flame out. Uh, this year. Um, the Braves this year remind me a lot of the Yankees last year. Yeah. I arriving think, a little early. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, they're similar teams. I just don't know if... Well, I mean, the, the Braves could have... You know, they have, Julio Tehran is the kind of guy who could catch fire at any time, like Tanaka did last year. I don't, I don't think he has the same upside as Tanaka as a pitcher, but Julio Tehran has had times in his career where he's just been lights out for a month. So I think if that happens and Fulton Evich continues to pitch well, the Braves are, are interesting too because um, they can hit and they have a good bullpen. But I'd like to see Braves, Dodgers, Braves, Cubs. The the only thing that would I would find kind of boring is, well, not really, because I think every matchup this year is interesting. Uh, I think Braves, Cubs, or I mean Braves, Cardinals, uh, might be a couple of teams that I think are a year away from being at their peak. And I would like to, I'd rather see them play, you know, when a lot of their guys are completely developed, like, uh, like. Jack Flaherty for uh, Harrison Bader. Yeah, Harrison Bader, Jack Flaherty. Uh, I'd like to see Jose Martinez with a little bit. I mean, he's been consistently in the lineup this year. But kind of You've been so high on Martinez he's all year. Three hundred. That's fair. I'm not saying that your guy race your your fondness for him is not unfounded. I'm extremely fond. So let's talk ALCS matchups that we'd want to see. I'd say top ALCS matchup that I want to see is Yankees-Astros. Just, as you said, with the Dodgers and Cubs, get that that rematch. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, See what would happen with Garrett Cole and Giancarlo Stanton added to the mix. Um, Yeah, I think they're both – I think the Yankees are a better team than they were last year. I think that's undeniable. I think that would be a – well, there's still five games left in the season, and they've already won four more games than than they did last year. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I even if you throw wins and loss out the window, which you can't, but since they're both pretty close, I think this is still a better built team. Yeah, I mean, Stanton. I mean, you look up and down the lineup, and you've got these injuries now. You've got Didi with the uh, the wrist after that slide on Aaron Hicks's walk off double the other day. Hicks has a tight hamstring. He's going to miss a couple of days. I don't know what to make of Aroldis Chapman. He's been inconsistent since coming back. Aaron Judge has, I mean, he had a 109-mile-an-hour comebacker at Jake Faria this morning, or this afternoon, this evening. That's um, enough for me to retire from pitching completely. He's an Aaron Judge line drive at over 100 miles an hour. Yeah, especially a six-seven guy hitting a projectile at you at all. Over 100 pass, pass. So, yeah. Um, I don't know what to make of the Yankees right now. I think I'll have a much clearer idea when we do our next episode of OBP. I mean, um, which will be next week in advance of the American League wildcard game. Yeah, that that should be a 
That's previewing those wild card games will be fun. I think um, the the ALCS matchup. I kind of want to see. Uh, I would like to see Red Sox Astros. Um, obvi- I I mean, based on the way it's set up, we wouldn't be able to see Red Sox Yankees. But that's, I mean, that, that's that's the ideal NLCS. ALCS. Or, right. So see, if if it were me in a perfect world. And the Mets couldn't make it because they suck. Uh, perennially, they're the Mets. So I'm just going to, you know, not, I'm going to go ahead and not include them. The ideal NLCS ALCS pairing would be Dodgers, Giants, and Yankees, Red Sox. If we ever see that one year. So long as the Yankees and Giants make it to the World Series. Well, I don't care who makes it to the World Series. I do. But that would be so fire because it's. Just these massive rivalries. It also, was, you get the dynamic of East Coast, West Coast, with no matter which team emerges. Yeah, and, and they're all old franchises. Yeah. They're all old, pure baseball, East Coast roots franchises. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want... I mean, if that's an option, you wouldn't want, say, the Tampa Bay Rays and Los Angeles Angels to advance to the ALC. Of Anaheim. They dropped that. Oh, did they? A couple years ago, yeah. That's stupid. Um, I loved it. Yeah, you wouldn't... Like, if it was Yankees, Rays, and Red Sox, Angels in the division series, you... I mean, for the ratings, at least, Major League Baseball would want Yankees, Sox to move on. I don't even think... I, I think you can make an argument that they should totally rig it, but... Uh... No, that would that would be terrible. Hey, hey, hey! This isn't the the uh, National Basketball Association. Yeah, and Pete Rose is banned from baseball, so I think we're past this. Uh, I was I was kidding, of course, about the National Basketball Association. We I all, wasn't. We all know that LeBron James is ca- capable of carrying a team to the finals on his back. Um, and then losing. And the Warriors were going to end up there, no matter if Chris Paul's hamstring was healthy or not. The Warriors are what Bernie Sanders is talking about. The one percent. Yeah, the one percent. I mean, it, it, it's it, when Bernie Sanders is not beating imaginary drums and raving, he's talking about the Golden State Warriors. All right, let's talk uh, one more thing uh, in terms of potential playoff matchups. Top five each World Series matchups we want to see. Of all the combinations. Of all the combinations. Oh, I would say number one. Yankees Dodgers. Yeah, Yankees Dodgers would be cool. Red Yan- Sox Dodgers would also be cool. I'd I'd say Yankees Dodgers one, Red Sox Cubs two. Yes. Oh, the Curse Bowl, Curse Cup. Not even that, but Theo Epstein. No, no, Curse Cup. Are you crazy? Both have been you broken. Have a, you have a yeah. You Both have, have been broken. It doesn't matter. They're still cursed teams. You have like a picture of like you have like a poster with Bay Roof with goat horns. Come on. First cup. That would be a pretty fantastic advertising move by the uh, by the league office. Yeah, I gotta sell that idea to somebody. Hashtag um, curse cup. Check it out. So yeah, get that uh, get that trending on Twitter. Curse cup. You know, if it happens. If it happens, yeah. Um, I would like so to. So Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, Cubs. Athletics. Rockies. It'd be just a total wow. odd. That would be fun. It would be a total oddball, bottom-of-the-heap, wild-card matchup. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not wild-card 
because they would have to uh, probably have to win the division. But still, out of left field, random playoff teams that are just, you know, just in it. Yeah. The Athletics would be um, a fun World Series team no matter who they play. Yeah. I don't uh, think they would win, but. <laughs> I don't know. If they matched up with maybe the Brewers, I mean, they'd if, have a chance. If they just have bullpen games every day. And A's, A's Brewers would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it would. Because you got you, that bullpen bowl. Bullpen bowl would be fun. And this isn't college football. Well, no, because there are no bullpens in college football. Well, there's also no bowls in baseball. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's Curse Cup, um, but yeah, it's it's, it's bullpen bowl because you'd get like you'd get to see you know Trevino, Familia, and Trining go up against Hader, Guerra, and Knievel, and uh, Jeremy Jeffress. Yeah, yeah, that that would be a lot of fun, um, especially because neither team has particularly reliable starting pitching outside of Julius Chassin and Mike Fires. Yeah, I know it'd be amazing. Like the first four four innings, it'd be like six six after four, and then it'd be a seven six final. It'd be crazy. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely gonna be interesting to see who survives the gauntlet on both sides. I think this is gonna be a fun postseason. A lot of people think it's gonna be boring. Uh, I think it's gonna be. I think it it might be wild. I think it'll be really cool. Well, if we can. Get something early on in the uh, in the National League Wild Card game next Tuesday, a week from tonight. Oh, I can't um, wait! I love the playoffs. Yeah, we might uh, we might do an episode of OBP during the National League Wild Card game. It, look, it's just going to be me being annoying about Jack Flaherty every time he throws a strike. If the Cardinals make it. Yeah, well. But uh, yeah, if we get something really exciting in the uh, in the National League Wild Card game. Like Didi Gregorius's game tying three run home run in the bottom of the first last year, or Edwin Encarnacion's walk off home run two years ago against not Zach Britton. Yeah, who, not who, Zach. Who Britton. pitched that? Was that uh, Ubaldo Jimenez? No, I don't know, but it was not Zach Britton. Zach Britton is definitely going to pitch in uh, in the playoffs this year. Yeah, unless you know Severino was complete game and what? Well. No, unless Severino gives up 48 runs in the first. I don't know. He's going to pitch. You think it's going to be Severino? No. That's that's why that's why I said he's going to pitch. It's it's going to be a it's going to I think it's going to be Tanaka, which if you told me in May would be pretty funny. Yeah. Um even though we have on record, I don't know if it was on an unaired episode or a a a a, a previously this aired depends. episode. Tread lightly. I don't know if this aired yet. I don't know if this aired or not. Max's pick for American League Cy Young this year was Masahiro Tanaka. I thought he was good. With an 18 and 3 record. I didn't say 18 and 3. I just you said, he said was gonna, 18 and 3. I just said he was going to win a lot of games. Either way. And and I never and for the record, I never thought wins and losses were valuable. I just thought the voters thought they were valuable, which apparently they don't. So never mind. Yeah, progression in uh, in the voting offices. Well, I mean, I. I I think that DeGrom has been so overwhelmingly better than everybody else that they have to. Could part of that be the fact that you're a Mets fan? No. Statistically, DeGrom has been considerably better at stopping the other team from scoring. Keep in mind that if the Mets had provided Jacob DeGrom with four runs of support in all of his starts... He would be undefeated. He would be 30-0. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And something like... 
24 and 6 if they had given him three runs. See, this is why I like, I don't know if this is a stat or not, but it should be if it's not. Basically, it's, I call it predicted wins, where you take the league average of runs per nine and apply it to a starting pitcher's, you know, um, and, 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 uh, Combine it with uh, their their ERA, and you can determine whether or not the pitcher deserves a win by league average standards. An interesting concept. In which case, Debron would be quite good. Yeah. So uh, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this episode of OBP. It's a little bit of a shorter one. Both of us um, are feeling a little under the weather, but we'll be back next week at full strength. Uh, in advance of the National League wildcard game, the episode will probably be released to all of you after the game. Um, so we won't have up-to-the-minute stats on that unless we record live. But we want to hear from you, uh, either on Twitter, on Facebook, on 641media.com. We want to hear potential playoff matchups that you want to hear, um, what you think in terms of um, MLB awards that we touched on last week, or even just a favorite memory of some of the guys we talked about tonight, David Wright, Jose Fernandez, Derek don't, Jeter. Don't put Vimar into that list. Just I wasn't going to. Okay. Um, but yeah, we uh, we always love to hear from you. 641media.com, uh, 641media on Facebook, on Twitter, at Chip641, at FluOfficial641. Hit us up, um, and we'll be back next week. Fine, yeah. Final thoughts? Um, Anything else about uh, Cheetos? Uh, there was apparently a rapper today who got hospitalized for eating too many super flamey Cheetos. Um, he was one of those weird face tattoo rappers that like everybody makes fun of. I forgot what his name was. On that note, we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, guys.